You decided to go low this week. I, I you went in the deep. lower register. I went into the uh, big, big. Oh no! Wait, no and you went into the Barry White uh, territory. Right. I'm hoping Aaron one week. To, I'm hoping one week to pot that up, and it's uh, you're in your falsetto and just Ooh, total, right, total head right. voice. Yeah, do that next time. Yeah, uh, that'll uh, nobody will be nobody will be listening right after that. They'll just shut it off completely. I'm sure. Yep. It's the, so, sound of, the sound of dials turning or buttons clicking, whatever. I don't hey. know what it is in a podcast. I guess it's uh, yeah, it's not either one of those. Right? Oh, you don't have a dial on your phone that you use to change the podcast? <laughs> I have like a knob on my phone that I specifically use. You have a knob? Use. I have a knob on my phone. Is it, is it, is it a flip, too? Is it, it does is. the phone flip? It is. It has rabbit ear antennas. All right. And sometimes I have to put tinfoil on it when I'm making a long-distance call. Anyway, we are the DBC. I am Bass Number Three here uh, in very icy South New Jersey. That is Bass Number One over there in, I assume, as icy, maybe less. So I don't know. I don't know. I'm not there with you to be able to compare. Yeah, and you also don't really go outside. So no, I, I am a hermit. So lucky. It pays you. to uh, it pays to uh, work from your home and uh, do your podcast from your home and. Never have to leave the. Oh boy, this sounds like a. <laughs> sounds like a sounds cry like a for. It might be a cry for yeah, help. Yeah, this is why I'm addicted to collecting and many many other things because I just sit here and do nothing. That's why you have all those awesome uh, 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 box sets we were perusing a couple weeks ago in your, uh, in your your shattered wooden boxes and. Yep, in our uh, failed attempt at a uh, brewery tour of. Uh, West Reading, Pennsylvania. It wasn't a total failure. I it got, wasn't a success. I got it was it was mid. How about how about that? How about we put it, was it mid. It was mid. Okay. It was well. I mean, because we'll take into account that you know the the dog one was really awkward as hell, and the uh, uh, the one being closed sucked. But on the flip side, right? A chatty monks was really good, and uh, I got to have that that banging uh, imprint banana bear. So I left yes. very happy. There you go. I drove in snow on the way home or whatever it was, snow, rain or something. Yeah, it was like a mix ah, of it. It was awful, right. but whatever. It's fine. It's all good. Anyway, we do this uh, dog and pony show each week and uh, we're back. This is the first real show of 2024. The yeah, first one regular, we did, regular format. First one we did was sort of a look. Was my look back at some of my favorite songs of the year, and then last week was that really stormy, uh, stormy uh, night. Normally we we record, but it was uh, just too rainy and windy and nasty and power problems. And it was it was pretty nasty and uh, yeah, anxiety kicking in. And uh, you know, I, I was not very uh, 
I was not feeling it. Let's put it that way. Not very so, conversational, shall we say. Uh, no, I probably would have been sitting in there uh, up in here uh, curled in a ball. And uh, that doesn't make for a very good podcast. So It certainly does not. Unless it's a vi- video podcast, then it might be very interesting. Yeah, we're not going to do that anytime soon. <laughs> Uh, so we're back with a real one and, uh, yeah, here's a little, uh, look at what you got to look forward to on this week's installment of the DBC. We've got, uh, the first installment of, uh, DBC one hit wonders of 2024. We haven't done this bit in quite a while. Yeah, uh, it has been, uh, uh, a couple months. Yeah. Probably. I don't even remember the last one, uh, that it was, but it was obviously you. It was, it. it was, I think it was magic, wasn't it? Oh, was. you're right. It was magic. It was magic. Um, and, uh, so this week uh, it's my turn and the band that I have brought is the Cardigans. So we're going to be taking a bit of a deep dive into the discography of the Cardigans. We obviously know their one hit, uh, but were they unfairly, you know, maligned by that song, uh, did it do more harm than good. We'll talk about it. Uh, after that, we got DBC full coverage. Bastard number uh, one has found three interesting or unique or maybe just plain awful i don't know i have not heard them uh, cover songs of songs you definitely know from bands you definitely don't know i i don't i don't i don't think any of these are awful this time I okay think they're uh they're decent okay but again the criteria we're not looking for karaoke covers so nothing that sounds just like the original we're trying to find interesting twists or interpretations on them Right. Um, and so we got three of those coming up. And then, of course, the DBC Song Exchange. First DBC Song Exchange of 2024. Although, for my money, it's a bunch of leftover stuff, stuff from 2023 as I start to fill in my 2024 song list. I uh, I found a few, and I've built it up uh, a little bit. I have at least uh, two weeks of music now built up. <laughs> so six more songs. Um, and I decided to... to to go with some newer stuff rather than go back into the archives with hope that I can keep mm-hmm. building it and not have to focus on the songs from like three months ago. So my, my, there, my so. hope is that this is my last week of that. Um, cause I have, okay. I do have some things. I just didn't want to go in there, blow through three of them and then have this week be awful or something like that. I wanted to get a little bit more of a buffer before I feel comfortable bringing some 2024 stuff. But I have to say, uh, not, not to go off on any kind of tangent about 2024, but I've the, the, I cannot, uh, attest to how many records you have listened to in full. It's, it's in the nineties, I think probably or hundreds. Wait, remember. So uh, let's, let's, let's stop here a second yeah. and, and remember, cause it was it last, uh, well, well, we didn't do a show last week, two weeks ago when you said, uh, maybe you should, uh, keep track of all the records you listened to in 2024 so you can see if you listened to them and liked them and and blah 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 what's that little and, affect you're putting on your impression of me i don't really quite know what that is what is I, that oh you should listen to what was that that's the days of sucker he'll do anything yeah <laughs> okay all right anyway uh, continue so, so so i did it i started a list of all the records i've listened to in 2024 um, and what is it now? It is now uh, January 16th when we're recording this, and I've listened to 94 records in uh, since uh, that's that seems to be a lot of records. That's a real number. Um, yeah. Rip yeah. Spreader was the last one. <laughs> so I, I am doing uh, number one. I am not keeping a uh, list of mine. Uh, number two, I do not have anywhere near 90 because I don't have the time and or stamina for that. Um, I, if I, if you recall me saying I sit in my basement all day, correct. 
Yeah. Correct. Uh, if I did sit in my basement all day, I might be able to. But I, even then, I don't know that I'd have the stamina to get through 94 in two weeks. But the fact of the matter is, the very limited batch of things that I've listened to have all been very good. Like the things that I've pulled, like, oh, I want to hear this based on a single or something like that, have all been like, ooh, this is actually really good. So I'm like, I'm kind of on a 2024 is on the upswing for me, not like struggling to find good records or anything. So, well, that's good. I mean, I've, I've found a lot. I mean, mm-hmm. granted, everything out of 94 can't be great, but I have found one. Uh, so far, I've, I've labeled one record as a 10. Right. We should probably go through these. I'm keeping track of these. We should probably make this sort of like a, a weekly quick recap here. Uh-oh. I did. Do we just have, I, do we have a new bit? Well, it can't be a real bit. Come on now. But um, uh, since we did, since this is the first real show, I have aborted three records. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I have aborted four out of the five, six, six out of the uh, 94 I have not listened to. So that means I've listened to uh, 88 full records. I've got 110, which is God is Violence by Cancer Christ. That's you'd, a name. You'd, you'd anticipate that, right? That's a name. It is. It is. And my favorite one so far is by um, uh, Philo Medusa. And the album is called uh, Wig Busting, A Dangle of Delight, Scintillation That Embodies Natural Hyperdibalanosis, Andro Shuttling the Spermatophore and Spurt Blood Softening Wellhead, Creating a Vanilla Red Shade of Dribble Mullient from Breed Fusion, Spateropes, and Goister Glister. Isn't that the uh, uh, Hargnolan uh, Sclopio Pipio? Is that in there somewhere? Hognolens Shlopio Pipio. (laughs) That is something. Uh, I'm sure there's a story, Uh, but if you gave it a one, it can't be that good. You give the the album title a 10, but the name a one, the band a one. Well, it is is the uh, very, very niche genre of Grindwall. Mm -hmm. You don't see too many grind wall records out there and 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 for those that don't know uh, how would you define what grind wall is grind wall is grind core mm-hmm. um so uh uh very uh grating metal with piggy vocals um up against a harsh noise wall okay so you could, a harsh you... noise wall is essentially exactly as it sounds just harsh noise so you could just say it's noise Right, because um, grindcore on its own, a lot of times is really just noise at the sound of a a pig stuck in a in a in a in a meat tenderizer. Yeah. Uh, I don't know that grindcore really needs more noise added to it, but no, it is a it is a, I, I I tell you it is a uh, uh, a very unique genre. <laughs> mm. How much of it do you like? Um, uh, uh, in this genre, this is the only one I've ever heard. Oh, it's the only grind one you've ever heard. Okay. Do you? I don't fe- think I've ever encountered grind wall before in my life. In the wild, do you uh, find? Do you think that you will be exploring more grind wall in your day to day life? There is no grind wall rabbit hole in my day to day life. No. <laughs> As you saw, I gave it a one. You sure did. And the and the, he released he releases this guy. Philo Medusa releases like nine thousand records a year, um, and uh, the the other one was worse. I aborted it. So who 
do you think it really is? Like, if he takes off his mask and we real reveal who he really is, is it Robert Pollard or is it David Garza? <laughs> who is it? David Garza is making one of them is David, making Grindwall. David Garza is making Grindwall these days. That's that'd be great. All of a sudden, I'd give it a a two. Yeah, there you go. And at least if you're going to do that, just call it David Garza Grindwall because that just sounds good. <laughs> or uh-huh. GBV Grindwall by Voices. Now oh we're talking. Now we're talking. All right. All right. So, uh, yeah, I guess we'll keep you up to date on uh, uh, Bastard. Any any interesting notes on uh, Bastard Number One's little uh, trek through the albums this year that he's ninety four deep into already, and that's sure to explode well past a hundred this Friday. Um. Yes, I have nothing in my queue right now. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. Well, we'll see what shows up. Well, before we get to any of the music on this week's show, uh, we should talk uh, a little just music news, miscellaneous music stuff that we've got. I had a story. Was this right before the holidays or during the holidays? Either one. I'm not sure. It was it was close. It it cropped up and I was like, "Ah, we got to talk about this, but it just it didn't fit anywhere uh, in what we've been doing. But um, there's going to be a Prince Broadway show. And we all know how big a fan of, um, wait, uh, Broadway. It's Broadway that you're the big fan of, right? Yes. Broadway is my favorite artist of all time. Prince, you're a little like iffy on, but like Broadway is like huge for you. Whatever, Um, Prince. (laughs) Who's that? What's that guy ever done? Um, So, yeah, the New York Times reported that uh, they are adapting the uh, film. So they're going to be taking the screenplay from the 1984 film purple rain uh and using that to uh write a stage musical and prince will be joining that long line of uh artists such as billy joel and alanis morissette and i'm sure i could name all the four seasons i guess you name a whole bunch of others that have had these like jukebox musicals where you know you don't actually have to write any songs because they're already done it's just a matter of how do you string a narrative together? And I guess this one's even easier than that because there's already a narrative. Yeah, somewhat. It's, it's redoing the movie. You're just redoing so. the movie. So uh, it's going to be uh, written by some like people who have Broadway bona fides, not, nobody that I know, but um, uh, the, the person who's writing the, uh, the book for it and uh, the director, all known quantities. Uh, they said in the statement to Variety, we can't think of a more fitting tribute than to honor prince and the purple rain legacy with a stage adaptation really that's well, the most fitting more fitting tribute yeah <laughs> um this says more details about the production will be announced later this year now we you are a huge prince fan and you have uh you know spent many a dollar on many a, a thing is that something that you would make a trip to go say if I was in the area at the time or we were planning a trip to New York, I'd be like, sure. Yeah, I I, I would go see it for sure. Now, here's the thing. As you said, Prince is my number one artist of all time. I love his music. Um, not everything. Uh, most of it. Um, I am not a huge fan of his acting career. I am not a huge fan of Purple Rain. I never have been. It was a good movie. I don't think it held up well. Mm. Um and I don't really go back to watch his movies at all. I think Purple Rain was the only good one of the bunch. The other two, Under the Cherry Moon and uh, a Physical uh, no, Graffiti um, Bridge. 
graffiti bridge, physical graffiti, I was going to say. That's Zeppelin. What am I talking about? Um, and graffiti bridge, I, I mm, not really good. Well, I feel like you also don't really, um, you don't really watch movies, period. Like, that's just not really your, cinema is not really your bag anyway, so why would you go back to them that much? Uh, I mean, it, that's completely a fair statement, sure. But it is Prince. That's this the thing. True. I mean, but I, I just, I, I never liked it from the beginning. So, um, I, I, well, no, let me, let me rephrase that. I never thought it was great. I thought it was watchable at the start. I think I've watched it probably three times. It was on TV a couple months ago, watched it, at, you know, in the edited version. And some of the performances in there are great, but the, frankly, the acting is not very good. Mm -hmm. You're just there for the songs. Songs hold up. Rest yeah. of it, not so much. Now, now the real the real question I have here though is, um, and, and Miss Jackie and I were trying to talk about this when when you brought it up is, uh, who's going to play Prince? It's a great question. And so, like you know, I, I think there's a lot of people. And Alanis, they did the Alanis Morissette show, and a lot of people can sing Alanis Morissette. Mm -hmm. That doesn't seem like a a, a really. I'm not trying to slight her or anything, but it doesn't seem like a really hard thing to figure out someone that can play Alanis Morissette. There was only one Prince. Mm. Wasn't there a Michael Jackson musical right now as well? I feel like I feel like he's in that camp too. Of know. like, really, somebody's gonna who's playing that? Unless unless it's a uh, thing where the story has nothing to do with the. It's just the songs sort of soundtrack some other story. That might be the way the Michael Jackson ones doing but maybe but, but for but this, this one, one you need you, prince. you need him because he was in the movie so so someone's got to play prince and someone's got to have the the mannerisms the look and i was trying to think first of all i don't know broadway stars right so uh, if it's a singer on broadway you're never gonna uh, i'm never gonna know that mm -hmm. if it's an actual like actor like known quantity um Maybe it's not going to be. It's going to be some. But I Broadway. couldn't think of anybody. It's going to be some Broadway star you've never heard of. I think uh, doesn't it almost have to be? You know, it, do, it like, does. It does. There's very few, um, like known actors, you know, that you've heard of, like Emma Stone or something like that. She's only going to go do Broadway, like a musical, if it's like a revival of some thing that's been famous for 30 40 50 years and play some iconic part it's not going to be hey there's a new musical about uh carly simon guess guess what we got emma stone to be the lead in it. like that's probably not going to happen it's generally going to be these nobodies not nobody's to the to the average music consumer broadway yeah. people are going to know these names 100 percent Sure. You know what would be interesting for them to flip the script and flip the gen the gender the the genders they, around. They could. And and have Janelle Monet do it. Now the, that would be probably the most probably without doing any sort of deep dive into other available talent pool out there, that might make the most sense. Because Janelle yeah. Monet is absolutely a spiritual successor, if not uh, quite as productive or as yeah. prolific or any of that, but certainly. Hey, what about one of his 9,000 protégés that never did a thing? Yeah. What was that girl group that he had uh, towards the very end? Did he put, put out like a band record with her, with them? Oh. It was like three. Oh, yeah. Um, um, uh, Third Eye Girl. That's it. 
Third Eye Girl could be the band. Uh, you know, remember he had um, he had Tevin Campbell in his stable. Mm-hmm. He had Rosie Gaines. Uh, he had someone named Valentina on one of his records. He had this girl named Tamar. Never heard of Valentina. Her I believe Valentina is going to be one of the ones handing out the programs and directing you to your seat. Ah, good. Okay. Show. And, and and what does Carmen Electra do? Uh, she does. Do you remember when he- she does the stage announcement. Uh, exits are located here. No smoking allowed by New York law, et cetera, et cetera. I can't believe he. One of his proteges was Carmen Electra. He just had such protégé. bad. He had such bad taste in musical acts like trying to support them and or he just liked hot chicks it's probably that i mean and tevin campbell sorry tevin campbell is in there somewhere <laughs> him he just liked the music everybody else it's uh, something else um i i do i do want to share a couple of the comments that are listed underneath here before we move on because clearly especially on a music site people are not really down with this they're like leave prince alone like what are we doing well, um, but that that that's with his music. That's with everything. There's so many people that have just such um, strong feelings about whether the, all this music should be coming out or not. And you know what? Screw it. I don't care. I want to hear it. I'm fine with it. You fine with the musical? I'm fine with it happening. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I just I think there's some very uh, anti musical people on here. Uh, one says, uh, "I don't want Prince's music played by an orchestra pit and performed by a bunch of grinning theater people. Just leave it alone." But no, this 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 line I have to share. It is a, uh, a line from a comedian named Stuart Lee, um, and somebody said, "I don't want Prince turned into a bullshit musical." And then he quotes this British comedian who said, "Music theater, the genre which gave us Andrew Lloyd Webber and the Tribute Show, combines the worst aspects of music with the worst aspects of theater to create a mutant hybrid that is the worst form of live art that exists." Really. Like, that is a vicious assault on musical theater, but I can I can see why. Like musical theater, really like people who hate musical theater hate musical theater. Like it is, a, it can be very cringy. Like there is a very yeah. fine line with it, and I have some toleration for some of it, but other stuff I'm like, nope, not a chance in hell. And I worry about this because the music's great, but like if it's done in some kind of cheesy you know the cheesy dance stuff and oh i don't want to see it well that's the thing yeah you gotta you gotta stay true to the brand a little bit or it's gonna be ridiculously bad but again eh, again though musical is interesting because this is a recreation of the movie Mm -hmm. so i i don't don't know what to picture here to be very honest well we're going to get ourselves ready for that uh, it's coming up sometime during the year and we will uh, certainly follow up, uh, when we know a little bit more and, uh, eventually, you know, what will happen is a soundtrack album will come out. So you will not have to go to see it. You will get to hear the cast recording and boy, won't that be a treat. And we will be, uh, we will be figuring out how to play that on the air. Yeah, we sure will. Um, so before we move on to our actual music segments, the two things, quick things you wanted to mention, uh, as we were recording this, uh, I sent Bastard number uh, one, two new tracks that dropped today that I thought were worth discussing. Uh, we're not going to play them here, but we are just going to uh, see. That's a sh- you know, I was thinking maybe we should play the play the first one. You want to? Are we calling an audible here and playing it? I think we're calling an audible because okay. it, you, you 
you only get the the vibe. You, you can't understand it till you quite listen to it. So okay. why don't you why don't you lead into? Well, how wait, you are we, do, we, it? do we want to do that? Or do we want to do the one we're not going to play first, and then let's do the one we're not going to play first. Okay, so uh, I assume the one we're not playing is the Dandy Warhols. Yes. Okay, so Dandy Warhols dropped a new track today. They have a new record coming out called uh, Rock Maker uh, later this year, and uh, they just released a new track recorded with um, Black Francis, Frank Black of the Pixies, on it. And I have to say it's a little more of a rock tune than they've done, or at least a little more distorted and fuzzy yeah, and all that. Sure. It sounds really good. I thought it sounded really good. I liked it. Um, but it has, for my money the best song title of the year that I've heard. And that is Danzig with myself. <laughs> no one Danzig with myself. Um, it's, mother! It's, it's just a tremendous song title. Um, it is now. Now see, this is the thing though. Again, all these artists now that are putting out songs with another artist name in the title, and yet it has nothing to do. Does he, and I'm, I listened to it twice. Mm-hmm. It, I don't think it has anything to do with Danzig or dancing or with with yourself. If I'm not mistaken, it never says it. It's, it just it's a title to have a title, but it's it's a good one this time. Correct, yeah. correct. Well, they 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 uh, for a period there had a lot of jokey titles, like they have a song called Lou Weed. Uh, oh really? Yeah, yeah. But not not so much recently. But like on the first couple of records, they would have these like jokey jokier titles um lou weed lou weed it's not a great song but <laughs> uh <pretty> funny though <laughs> <laughs> would, would you I, be- I guess i don't know them well enough would you believe that it's like a stoner song that it oh that, my god that that song lou sounds weed? exactly what you would think a song called lou weed sounds like um Holy crap, really but anyway so uh so there was that but the one we're going to focus on more is the first track that i sent you this morning which is the new track by kim gordon which if you had uh, told me 15 years ago uh, that I'd be talking to you about a Kim Gordon track and you wouldn't be recoiling in terror um, is a whole other, that's a whole other show discussion, right? The, the, the way you came around on Sonic Youth and even being able to be in the same room with someone discussing them. This is what happens with these, um, with the title catalogs that I did. So when I went back and I listened to all the catalogs, 250 different catalogs of artists from start to finish, I realized this one might not be as bad as I think. Right. And some of them you were kind of forced into doing, it was like almost dared like, Oh, I dare you to try to go through this catalog or I got to see if I can make it through this one. And for every like Bob Dylan one that you couldn't hack it with, you did a Sonic youth and you were like, Holy crap for years. I thought this was the worst stuff ever. And you ended up finding it somewhat enjoyable, or at least parts of it. Parts of so it, any, at least. In any yeah, event, parts of it enjoyable. Kim yeah. Gordon put is putting out a solo record uh, this year, um, entitled "The Collective." It comes out in March. It will be her second solo record under her name. She's had a couple records under the uh, the duo named Body Head. Um, but as far oh, as really? like, mm-hmm, but oh, as, I didn't know that. Okay. As far as a um, uh, post sonic youth like solo record this will be the uh second uh kim gordon record and um she dropped a new song today called bye bye and i was reading the little description about it and i just got caught by a couple of notes uh it was the producer that she worked with is a producer named justin raisin 
who is a pop producer who's most known for working with Sky Ferreira, Charlie XCX, and Lil Yachty. Lil Yachty. And I was like, huh, okay. And then it says uh, Bye Bye, which is the album's opening track and lead single, is basically a trap beat with synth squeals and occasional guitar squall interruptions and Kim Gordon rattling off consumer products in her deadpan vocal style. And I'm yeah, like, it sounds, you, you mentioned to me that it was like a shopping list. That's what it sounded like I, to me. No, see, and bye bye. No, I think she, I, I think what she's doing is she's packing her luggage for a trip. Could be. Could be. She's okay. Saying, she's saying bye bye. Okay. So it's like a list. So it is a it's, list, it's a, but it's, it's not, a, an, it's a list. Yeah. But it is like when you, when you say those sentences like out loud, right kim yeah, gordon let's, go back, let's forget about the list thing and yeah. go back to the, the other part of it yeah. yeah like the the trap beat the the sort of synth squeals which is not going to be unlike a trap song right like just with that part and then these sort of guitar noise things that come in and out because you would expect that in a track like with kim gordon and then her doing that very you know she's not doing the screamy or the yelling or the like barking kind of kim gordon it's more the deadpan thing and i it, I think it works. Oh my god, it's terrible, dude. Oh, you hate it? Okay. <laughs> oh, terrible. I wasn't sure. I thought it, I honestly thought it could go either way with you. I really did. Because it's like I, weird I, enough there, where there definitely there definitely is a I I have this biased um against songs that have like shopping lists in them. Yes, <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> you do know that. Yes. Um. um and, no, come on. This is this is ridiculous. Hmm. There's no way. I she think that's be, the word that I, mean, I put in the text to you is that it's ridiculous, but it works. No, it doesn't work. Okay. Well, so we're going to, so we're going to play it though. Yeah. Because look, you can't, as a listener, yes. you can't understand what we're saying. The, the total ridiculousness of this, this song and Kim Gordon doing trap <laughs> until you hear it. I mean, just how did you, you wake up can, this morning? How can you lead a conversation about Kim Gordon doing trap and not let people hear it? True. It just, it, it feels like we'd be, I would never listen to this podcast again if I was some, if I was somebody. That's true. And we of course want you to continue listening uh, to this podcast. So we're going to play it for you because we know that's what you want. Here is Bye Bye, the new trap single by Sonic Youth founding member, Kim Gordon on the DBC podcast. Check it out. Brush, foundation, contacts 
legendary kim gordon uh i think she's gotta be 70 oh is she really I is believe she, that old? she was always on the older side and i think she's 70 or more or well, older well good for her still packing the vibrator <laughs> i was gonna say that's a that's a good thing to end on and then bye-bye You're like whoa wait what'd you say it's a nice little kiss off thing i you know what i i love it more the second time than the first time i heard it and I think trap noise is like a new subject. Like you got grind wall. I want trap noise, trap beats, and that overdriven bass with like guitar noise on top of it. That's a sound that I'm kind of cool with. Because the thing about trap music is like those cheesy keyboards and that rep- you know that sound. That's the thing that well, sucks. It's an 808. That's the thing I mean, that sucks about trap. Right. And so you take that same beat and that same 
that that thing, but put something else on top of it. Maybe trap metal isn't that bad. Maybe we got to get Richard Patrick on the uh, podcast and he can point us out to some good trap metal. I listen to some some trap metal. By the way, um, there's a lot of songs from our friend Ski Master Slump God that's track, trap metal. Really? Yeah. Huh. I had no idea. There's actually quite a few Denzel Curry songs that are trap metal. I, I enjoy Denzel Curry quite a bit. Uh, I did not know that was trap metal, though. Well, I'm not saying he is. There's mm-hmm. just some songs. I've heard of some of the artists that are, that were, and I don't remember it. They've all got X's or missing, you know, vowels out of their name. So it's hard for me to remember who they are. What And um, what did you come away from uh, trap metal as a genre? Yay, nay? I, it's, no, it's not my thing. <laughs> okay. It maybe Richard Patrick's thing and then uh, trap noise may be a thing now, but who knows? Who knows? Well, we'll see. I, uh, my hope is that this isn't the uh, style of the entire record. Now, maybe you want that. I'm but. actually, I'm sitting here kind of going like, is she teasing a full on trap noise record? Because if that's the case, I'm here for it. I at want 70. It. At Jesus. 70 or however old. It's got to be close. All right. You keep doing it, Kim Gordon. You legend. Speaking of legends. Uh, in a different part of the world, Sweden, not so much here. Oh, uh, we're going to go to Sweden. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to pivot here to the, uh, our first like real segment, DBC one hit wonders. We haven't done a one hit wonder segment in many months. Last time we did, it was bastard. Number one, taking us through, uh, ma- the, uh, that band magic of rude fame. Mm-hmm. Um, I was not so much a fan, although there were, if I remember correctly, there were two really great songs that I discovered in there, but like everything else I just thought was awful. And um, I loved them. So. And you loved yeah, it. So. Yeah, yeah. So uh, now it's a little, a little different, a uh, little different page on that one. That's all right. Though. Back uh, to me. Uh, and we have a list of kind of like our choices and best number one kind of picks, which one we're going to do. And so he selected from my list of, uh, of bands, the cardigans was one. I was like, come on. When you think of nineties, one hit wonders. Uh, and especially a one hit wonder that has lasted to this day where you can go listen to a bit 95, seven Ben FM or like a modern rock station. If they play a throwback tune, there's a good chance they're going to play loveful by the cardigans. Like it has held on ridiculously well. It has, um, it has held on. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess and it's still a pretty good song. It's held up over time. And it was, uh, you know, I remember at the time, uh, you know, being very sick of it because uh, it was on all the time. And it was never a track. It didn't sound like anything else at the time. No, it didn't. Like They didn't blend in with the, the sound. And that's kind of why they stood out. And maybe why it was a little annoying, too, because I don't know. It was probably in my, you know very teenage brain of just wanting everything to sound one way. And then this little pop tune kind of sneaks in there. What, what is this doing in between the song b- between Bush and STP? And well, and I can't imagine, I liked it back in the day and I can't imagine that being my style. I'm sure it wasn't, but it was kind of catchy and kind of quirky. And, and I, I still always have kind of like the catchy and quirky. Yeah. Know? Yeah. So the cardigans, uh, they formed back in, uh, 92, and it wasn't until their third record, first band on the moon, which came out in 1996, that they hit this um, song out of the park with the track Loveful. A big piece of it is it got featured in um, the Romeo and Juliet movie, I believe, who was on the soundtrack, too. So, you know, a good soundtrack placement and a good well-played music video is going to go a long way. Um but yeah, they uh, they they really kind of they were in that moment, but they never followed it up. 
Like there was never another song that came after either from that record or subsequent records uh, that even got a whiff of the attention of Loveful. I can't even remember hearing another uh, Cardigan song on a ra- on the radio ever. I saw a video once on Much Music. <laughs> I the, doubt it. The Canadian uh, music video thing. I remember yeah. that uh, for Grand Torino, but or uh, my favorite game. I'm sorry, my favorite game. Um, but every other uh, album yielded nothing. So we're going to start no. with the one everybody knows, which is Loveful, and then uh, we'll go a little bit through their discography. Some of it will stay on the on this record, and some of it will go outside of uh, that record to some stuff that you might not know. So check out Loveful, the one you definitely know, on uh, the DBC One Hit Wonders.
Yeah, there's a song you really can't get away from. It's never gone away. And it's continued to stick around. It's a catchy as all hell. It feels unmoored to like time and space. You could kind of live well, it's, anywhere. It, it's mall core. Damn, you already talked about that? It or or Wawa core or whatever you call it. What do you call it usually? Uh, well, there's different ones. A grocery core is. Grocery is, core. That's, what, that's usually like Huey Lewis and Bruce Hornsby is like grocery core. Um, but no, it's a, it, it is, yeah, it's never going around and no, never going away. And I think it still holds up. I think I like it more now than I did in 1996. Cause I think there was a little bit of that resentment of like, you're taking airplay away from the pumpkins or something, some stupid thought that I had, uh, then. Well, okay. I'm, I'm not going to say I like it more now than I did then, but or I appreciate um, it more. Maybe like I, I, I would be less apt to turn it off now than I would have in 1996 or 97. Okay. That's fair. And it's still a, it's still a good song. Um, I, I think I think what happened here certainly is what has happened. Uh, what happened with a lot of um, artists in this era is they had that one song that was a hit that didn't sound like the rest of their music, and or was uh, you could portray this as a novelty song, right? I mean, it wasn't. But you, the sound itself... You could, but I would also argue that it's right? not that... Um, I wouldn't say it's not that. Um, I, I think it represents their sound a little bit. That sort of playful... Um, there's a lot of their stuff on the really early ones that maybe not as slickly produced as that, but well, it's like yeah. they, they wasn't some outlying... Like, they got darker on the next record, and I think that might actually have been part of the problem is when they followed it up with Gran Turismo in 1998. Well, but, but Nothing like... What are you going like, to follow up that song with? So if you're talking... I can tell you, because that's my well, next well, pick. Well, for this segment in particular, mm -hmm. you're looking for... Or the, the, the thought process is, was there another hit? Could there have been another hit on the radio or not? Yes. And, and okay, see, now you're... I want to hear what you've picked because I listened to that record and I've listened to the whole catalog. I listened to the record in particular... Um, what, what's it called again? First Band on the Moon. Uh, First Band on the Moon. I didn't hear it, so I'm curious to see what you... So... Hear. And I, I picked it because it, it's my favorite song on the record. And then doing the research for the bit, found out that it's actually the only other song on the record that was a hit somewhere in the world. Now, not in the United States. Uh, the track is called Bin It, and it's track number uh, two. Uh, it was released after Loveful, uh, and it charted in the UK, and it charted in Canada. But it did nothing in uh, Germany. And uh, the United States, where it was in Australia, where it was also released on like a CD single and all that kind of stuff. I never remember hearing this back in the day on the radio, uh, but it was enough that it went to it was top 50, I believe, in the UK and was a radio hit in uh, oh, number nine in Canada on their RPM Alternative 30 chart, whatever that is. Um, so it was around. Yeah. If you were in certain places, you would have heard this song. We didn't. But I, for my money think this is the best song on the record and i think maybe if it had been uh, pushed or marketed somehow in a slightly different way before maybe, maybe, or after though see this is the thing you get a hit like that i think you do could you, have done it after because because it succeeded after love fool and all of these other countries okay. right maybe it didn't have a good video maybe it needed a placement in something it, may, it just needed something there's something to this song that makes it worthwhile in my mind. You're right. Maybe Love Fool was like the shut up and dance uh, thing where it, it could be a record of good songs, but nothing was going to. 
be able to eclipse that. But I think this at least has a shot. So here's my choice, and then we'll go to Bastard number um, one selection from the catalog. This is Bennett from uh, First Man on the Moon, the Cardigans record on the DBC One Hit Wonders.
there is been it by the cardigans from first band on the moon if you bought that record and proceeded to sell it uh to use record store you might have heard that song uh, back in the day track number two um and that second single released off the record um did some stuff in the uk and in canada not so much here but for my money sonically similar but a little harder edged but it had that unmistakable love fool connection obviously her voice some of the playful musical uh motifs in there that i can't as a non-trained musician can't really uh explain but i can hear it and go like oh that's clearly the same band oh it's clearly the same band and look i think you're right i think that is the best song on the record um is it is it a hot 100 radio hit no i don't think it ever could have been i see it more as an alt all an alt you, you know, i'm gonna call it rock because it's the mm-hmm. only chart that it had more like an alt rock hit more than anything else and i think it fit very well at college radio mm-hmm. back in the day um i just don't see it as a a hot 100 hit obviously it didn't I might have went with if I was the A and R guy. I might have went with that first, mm-hmm. and then Love Fool second to see if I could get a hit before I toss the sugary sweet bubble gum out there. Yeah, yeah, that might, that's not the worst idea in the world. Uh, you're but that in that but by that you're banking on the one song to not just totally tank um, and have a chance. Even if to, it totally tanks, though, I mean, yeah, it, I guess you're right because then you, if Love Fool is that much of a sure thing, then whether it's preceded by a bomb of a single, it's still going to work, right? Yeah, and that's the thing. I, I just think that, that uh, Love Fool was such a bubbly song that unless you get that level of, I'm going to call it silliness, I know they were serious, mm-hmm. but that level of silliness to your next song, you're, I don't I don't think you had a shot, and, and that's why I don't think they had a shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think they, they might have even known that because you know they came back two years later and put out a, a, a follow-up and you would for a lot of people that's like oh the cardigans i remember them wonder what they sound like and they kind of went in a totally different darker direction and it's like all right you're not trying to do love full part two and i'm not 100 percent sure why i like i don't know the story like if it was purposely like they don't they 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 didn't want another hit like that or they didn't want to be penned down as the love fool group i don't know right but gran turismo i mean is a fantastic record yeah. and i think it's their best record but it is a dark pop record mm-hmm. and 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 the, the track that that to me most represents that album was not released as a single but it was the first track on the record and it's i mean it's it's a trip hop record, and this is a definite trip hop song. So if you were in that Portis head lane back mm-hmm. in the day, you should have been in with with this. The, and, and, and so let's play this. I'm not 100% saying that this should have been a radio hit, but certainly it was a different sound, and that sound was around mm-hmm. during this period, which it came out in 1980, uh, 1998. Um, so let, let's let's see the different sound. Let's go to Paralyze from uh, the Cardigans.
there's music from the Cardigans, and if you never heard anything other than Love Fool, that would probably be pretty jarring uh, yeah, to hear that tune. Me. Great tune, though. Like, just very ni- very 1998. Um, yeah. But but just so cool. And, and really cool to think about how that band that had that kind of pop hit opens their next record with something decidedly not Isn't that. crazy? I mean, that, that's just, yeah, that is. I think it's awesome. Um, and that actually is it's a nice little segue into my final, my wild card track, which comes from the record that came out after that. So Gran Turismo came out in 1998, was pretty much a failure, um, did not yield any uh, major hits, got a little bit of music video airplay at like you know, two in the morning kind of thing. <clears throat> but none of those songs caught on. They disappeared for five years. Um, the, uh, singer, Nina person, she put out a solo record, uh, the bass player, he put out a record under the name righteous boy, which I, uh, reviewed at the station and is an excellent record. Didn't realize it was the bass player from the cardigans until much later. Who would? Right. Cause and, cause he did it under the name righteous boy. And I don't even wasn't, I don't even remember it being marketed as, Oh, this guy was in the cardigans. Um, but it's a very good record. They reformed and in 2003 put out a record called Long Gone Before Daylight. Now, my personal relationship with this record is that I remember amongst the like music loving people that I was close with at that time, not you, not number two, but like there was this sort of hush speaking about this record in hushed tones. Like there's a new Cardigans record out. It's really good, but you can't get it anywhere. And oh, that really? the story was that it was released only in Japan or that it wasn't going to get a U.S. release. Like the Cardigans, like the last record failed so badly that they can't even get the, uh, it's released in the U.S., but it's really good. And you have to remember, this is in the time of Napster and like that early file sharing. So it became this thing of like, we got to try to find this unreleased Cardigans record. Mm. Um, and it ended up being really, really good. And it, to this day, it's, I'm a really, I love the Cardigans. I really do. And uh, this this record may be my favorite. Um, and it again, that that last one kind of goes in a dark electronic vibe. This one kind of eschews that and the silly pop. And it's a little bit more of an alt rock. It's got some folky or some even country, which is a weird thing to say for like a Swedish band. But some of that in there, acoustic guitars, it's just a really good record. Uh, the song I'm going to go with is called You're the Storm. And it was the second single released off of the record. Um, and last fun little factoid before we play it, it won the Swedish Grammy for Best Music Video of the Year, the year that it came out. Uh, and do you know what the Swedish Grammys are called? The Swedish gra- the Grandpappies. Nope. The Grammys. With the, an, oh. With an I. <laughs> Oh, well, that, uh, no, that, none of that makes sense, but okay. Uh, so, yes, yeah, so a Grammy award winning music video. I've never seen it, but for this song, it's called You're the Storm. Last track here from the band The Cardigans on the BBC One Hit Wonders. I can hear your cannons call You've been aiming at my land Your hungry hammers fall
Four of those songs we played today have been the same band, even though it definitely recorded crazy, over it? over like a seven year period, right? Ninety six to two thousand three to run that gamut. Um, pretty incredible. That's called "You're the Storm" from Long Gone Before Daylight. Uh, the Cardigans. I feel like a band that got. They're a band that they had so much quality music. And the hit song, almost accidental hit song, because it doesn't seem like there was a plan for that thing to be like a huge hit. It just sort of happened. Got the soundtrack placement, all of that. Might have had immediate gains at the beginning, but might have done long-term creative harm. Not creative harm, because they still recorded great stuff, but it didn't allow them yeah. to like develop the audience that they should have. Because there's, sure. there's great stuff in there, man. I agree. I agree. It is a it is a fascinating catalog yep. to be able to hear just the the sheer differences in in, in the in the album from album uh, view. Yep. The initial records kind of a little lo-fi. I'm not real thrilled with, but once you get to first band on the moon, they become a really interesting band. Yeah, and we and 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 all this, of course, and said nothing about the uh, bizarre covers that they were known to do. Um the first record having a black Sabbath cover on it yeah, and them doing, uh, apparently they have, there's a cover of Mr. Crowley on some B side oh, yeah. that they did. They did uh, a lot of, uh, they did Sabbath. a lot of Sabbath stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Just kind of a, like, you're, you're like those guys. All right. Just a cool band. Really, really big fan. Uh, so yeah, we hope you guys, uh, enjoyed that. Maybe go dig a little bit into the cardigans catalog. If you never really spent any time with them, because for my money, uh, it's worth it. Worth your time. Uh, not sure when we'll do this next, but it's our friend Bastard number one's choice. So he will pick. Ooh, yeah, and, I don't know. And we'll, I need to think. We'll see where it goes, right? Uh, but we're going to go right now into uh, a couple of cover songs that our friend Bastard number one found. Uh, these are all from, uh, has some of this from last year. 
Like dipped in. No, like, actually, no, no, no. I, I brand, brand new. Um, uh, close enough. Okay, close enough. I'm not, not a hundred percent sure if they're both uh, brand new. I think this first one uh, that we're going to play came out on yeah December 21st, so right before Christmas. Um, the band is uh, July Talk. You might remember the name because I brought them. If I had waited one more week, um, I would have brought um, their cover uh, almost one month to the the date of bringing them to the song exchange with a song called Silent Type back oh. on the, the back on the twenty sixth of January in twenty twenty three. I quite liked it. Yeah, it was a good song. Uh, it's a the four an actual six piece band, I guess, from uh, Toronto rock band. Uh, they released a uh, single earlier in uh, an actual EP of covers, sorry, called Solstice uh, back on December 21st. And there was one on there that really stuck out to me. It's not karaoke. It's not really quite different. However, it is. And I don't know if you actually know this. This is actually a cover of my favorite song of the 90s. I did not know that was your favorite song of the 90s. How about that? Yes, this is interesting. And I don't know why. It just sort of has always stuck with me. It's not like I gravitate towards it, like I gravitate towards uh, a lot of my other uh, uh, top songs. Uh, but my number one song of the, the 90s was Laid by James. And uh, July Talk does a cover of it. So I thought, hey, bring one that I'll enjoy, right? You know who else used to do a cover of uh, Laid by James? Now who? This guy. <laughs> Because it's the easiest song in the world to play. You? On guitar. You oh, my God. Yeah, that was absolutely one you would bust out in the dorm room. Because it's so easy to play. But hey, check this out, guys. Yes. It's free fall and easy. It's uh, Eagle Eye Cherry easy. Is it really? Those are the ones that save tonight. Like Those would be the ones you bust out. Absolutely. Uh, all right. Well, here it is. This is July Talk uh, with a cover of the song you absolutely know uh, on the DBC full coverage. in Phoenix, Arizona. This bed is on fire with passionate love. The neighbors complain about the noises above. But she only comes when she's on time. My therapist said not to see you no more. She said you're like a
it is. July Talk was the band, and late, the James song was the song. Perfectly acceptable. Could have been a, a band planted at a bar or a, or a brewery, perhaps. Uh, that could have been a, uh, a, a core three uh, mm-hmm. artist in the back corner. Yeah, and, and they could play without restrictions. Thank you, Phil Murphy. I don't know if you saw that. Oh, he signed the bill. It's signed, right? yeah. There we go. Celebration time here in the state of NJ. No oh, more, come, no more brewery on. tours. No more brewery tours. Oh, is that what we get rid of now? We don't have to do the brewery tour anymore. No more brewery tours. They take the cap off of how many events you can run. Like the stupid thing about like what size TV you can have. They can sell snacks. They can have non-alcoholic beverages. Whole bunch of things. Very cool. It's Very good. Cool. No kitchens, but. Uh, but it's good. That's all right. No, I'm fine with that. All right. So, uh, yeah, it was fine. It was entertaining. Always the, the, the dude coming in in the middle kind of threw A little me. startling there. Yeah. But... It's not like you need to clear his throat before he cracked the mic. Yeah. Right? And it was for some dude in Arizona. I mean. Yeah. yeah what was that? That was kind of weird, but whatever. It's, it's a good. weird intro. It doesn't sound like they're a real, uh, I don't know. Maybe they aren't a real dynamic uh, live talking band, you know. Who yeah. knows? But... No, not at all. All right. Uh, what do we got next? All right. Uh, the other song we're going to feature is from, um, uh, was released near the end of the year. Uh, it's from a four, five piece um, pop punk group from Long Island, New York called Iron Chic. Love it. Yes, Chic, spelled C H I C, Iron Chic. Love it. Um, my, well, my, my favorite thing is their, uh, their first EP was called Shitty Rambo. <laughs> That's it's pretty awesome. All right, they they got they're they're two for two so far in my book on band name and album name right there. Yeah, now they haven't released an album since 2017 called "You Can't Say Stay Here," um, but they they were on uh, they were on side one dummy, so it it, it you know it, it's a label that we know at least. Uh, it, it's not just all independent releases, um, and then uh, they just released a single called "Ancient Pistol." Of which the uh, B side, if a B side is actually right. a thing these days, um, is a cover of Depeche Mode. Not something that I mean, a, a song you hear all the time being covered. Again, this must be an easy one, um, but it's a pretty cool version of it. Uh, so it's it's Iron Sheik doing "Enjoy the Silence" off their uh, off their new EP or single ish called "Ancient Pistol." Like violence bring 
Yeah, you know that one. That's Enjoy the Silence, the uh, Depeche Mode song, classic, is covered by Iron Sheik. Not the Iron Sheik, he's very much dead. Uh, but Iron Sheik, the band, uh, did a nice job with that. You really don't have to sell me too hard on a uh, Enjoy the Silence cover. Yeah, I'll see? I'll take it any way I can get it, because what a classic song. Absolutely. And you're right, easy. Not as easy as the other ones you mentioned. It's not It's not free-falling, but uh, pretty simple. Um, so yeah, pretty cool covers there on the DVC full coverage. We'll pivot again one more time for our final bit of the week. And that is the DVC song exchange. The first one of 2024, because we decided to bail on it in the, la- in the, uh, uh, best of, uh, 2023 episodes. So this is the first real one. And as we said at the top of the program, best number one has gone out of his way to, uh, bring all brand new stuff. I'm still cleaning out my closet. So pardon the cobwebs and dust on some of my tunes. Um, but I promise I'll have all brand new stuff in the next like week or two. Yeah, uh, hey, that's fine. As long as it's uh, uh, relatively recent. Yeah, yeah. As long as you're not playing songs from like four years ago. Nope, Whatever. Nope, nope, matter. nope, nope, nope. I, however, have just, am bringing a, uh, an artist that I didn't remember I had brought before until right now when putting it in the spreadsheet and it uh, actually auto-filled in. So that's the way you do it, right? That's the way you know these things. It was you, not somebody else. It was definitely you who did it. Uh, let me. Uh, no, oh, it had to be me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the artist uh, is a UK uh, solo artist, pop artist named Tachana. Um, she released an album called "Treat Me Right" uh, back in 2022. So the 599th song we played was from me back in uh, six nine of 2022. Okay. Uh, the title track from that record. So this is now the second time uh, that I'm I'm bringing her to the stage here. Um, she's um, going to release a new album on March 22nd called It's Over. All right, now she's just released the uh, first single from the record. Uh, really cool uh, sort of electro pop song called Down Bad, and we're gonna we're gonna hear that uh, now on the DBC Song Exchange. New music from Tatiana. <laughs> So good. 
All right, starting 2024 off on the right foot. That was Tatiana. Uh, down bad. I thought it was down bed. I guess my glasses are a little blurry, like a down bed. Hey, yeah, no, we're not talking about goose down or anything nope. like that. No, 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 a down bad. Um, and you said that is a pre-release single for something, or it's just a Lucy yep, that's at the moment? A, that's a Lucy for her album. Um, it, I, I, I went off the page. I think it's called It's Over, uh, coming out in March. Okay, coming out in March. Well, that was really, really good. Uh, nice way to kick it off. Energetic, cool production. Like it. Kind of makes me wonder why. I, I guess I'd have to go back and listen to that original one from 2022, because that name did not ring a bell. Because it's sure. a pretty generic name. I mean, yeah, but I just, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't know that whatever that song is caught me. But I'll have to go back and listen to it because that was really good. Um, I am starting off with. So if if you remember back to the last show, I said that my first track of the DBC Song Exchange was going to be my. I was going to try to sneak in my sixteenth best song of twenty twenty three. Oh but yeah, I couldn't, yeah, couldn't couldn't because it was something that came in late at the end of the year. Um, and then we ran out of time, obviously we weren't going to do 16 songs. Um, but this, this song is just, doesn't make sense on paper. And that's why I think I like it so much. So it's by, uh, an artist named Dawn Richard, who you people know for a number of reasons. Um, Dawn Richard was in that, um, uh, group Danity Kane, Oh, she was in Danity Kane. She was in Danity Kane, so she was on that Making the Band show. That's where she kind of got her fame, right? Um, And then she started putting out uh, solo records under the name Dawn, um, sometimes with like a stylized A Uh, and all of that, uh, and, and and put out sort of these like independently released, they were pop, but they were sort of expensive it was like alternative pop. It was not what Danity Kane was trying to do. And it was certainly left field kind of stuff. Um, I kind of caught wind of her in the late 2010s, put out a couple of really good records. The one that really shocked me though, was in 2022, she put out a record called pigments, which was an experimental collaboration with a guy named Spencer Zahn. And all I can say is that it sounds like those ambient talk, talk records. Huh. which is so bizarre to me. I was like, this, this, wait a minute. She started out with, on making the band and then starts putting out these sort of left to center, like dance pop records, whatever, experimental pop records. And then she goes off and she does this very like ambient ethereal, like it's, and it's so good. Um, and so this year she put out a three song EP called the architect. Um, the first track is called bubble gum or second track. I'm sorry. It's called bubble gum. That was the single got a lot of attention on some music blogs, but I want to play track number three called babe Ruth. Because for my money, it is uh, one of the finest songs of the year, and it is completely and utterly insane on paper. The first minute and like 10 seconds of it is this sort of glitchy, ambient noise thing, definitely not pop. Then it lapses into this uh, pop-like club track with some rap, and then it ends with like a long, extended, ridiculous jazz guitar solo. Uh, None of that makes sense. And in it... Let's see if you hear this. I also hear Nana Cherry's uh, Buffalo Stance. Okay. And I also hear Nine Inch Nails. Tell uh, me if wow. tell me if this you is... tell me if you hear any of those sounds at the end of this. It is just this is an absolute headphone song. 
Uh, so for those listening uh, at home to play in the home version of this game, you definitely want headphones on for the song because there's so much going on production-wise. You go, how the hell do you put a track like this together? Let's check out Babe Ruth by Dawn Richard, my first uh, song for tonight's DBC Song Exchange.
That is music from Dawn Richard. Anybody who comes out of uh, the Puff Daddy machine and is making music like that in 2024, or 2023, I should say, uh, got to tip your hat that they didn't go down uh, uh, some regular old pop route or whatever. That is called Babe Ruth from her uh, The Architect three-song EP. Kind of a wacky song. It is a wacky song. I'm not going to say I like it as much as you do. Um, but also, I think you're right. I, I mean, again, I'm listening to it through Zoom, through one ear. Right. I think I probably need to listen to it a little bit louder. Oh, yeah. Um, wait, till they, wait till everybody's out of the house and just crank it up on that uh, sound system ears. Because, I mean, I didn't hear the Nina Cherry in that. I did hear a little bit of the Nine Inch Nails sort of atmospheric, mm-hmm. uh, you know, sort of downward spiral uh, sort it's, of. It's in the background. chorus. It's in the chorus part. The Babe Ruth part was like, boom. Yeah. like those that's very nine inch nails um yeah no i just i think it's really really cool cool track and uh, i would recommend giving it a listen uh on uh on on two earphones two earphones and not through zoom and not through zoom yeah, yeah, yeah. i keep forgetting that piece uh yeah. all right let's go to your next uh track what do you got all right um i i i couldn't go all pop or, or light stuff I have to bring uh, at least one song, like a pop punkish song, uh, to start the new year in the first show for 2024. Um, so I'm going to Los Angeles for a three-piece group called Flat Worms. Mm-hmm. Um, you know Flat Worms? Yes. Said, yes. Yes, you do. Okay. Uh, well, they released a record. Now this one is an older one. It was released September. Back in September. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's been hanging around for a while, but this is one of the ones I wanted to get to. It's worth it. Um, not necessarily, uh, they're a little bit pop, uh, post-punk, but they're kind of like a garage rock as well, a little bit of noise tossed in. Um, uh, the album is called Witness Marks, and the first track from it uh, is called Sick Alert. It's a nice, short, um, quick hitter. Uh, it pumps me up a little bit, I think. All right, well, let's pump Bastard Number 1 up here a little bit uh, at this late hour uh, with Sick Alert from uh, Flat Worms on the DBC Song Exchange.
music from Flatworms. The track was called Sig Alert. You can find that on their record that they put out uh, last year. Really good stuff. That's a good way to open a record. Nice little uh, table setter. Agree. Uh, for the record, uh, definitely uh, check out their. Uh, I had to look it back up, and I was like, "Where did I, where did I discover them?" And it was pan- It was again. There's so much stuff happened during the pandemic where you were like learning about all these bands. They put out a record called Antarctica in the middle of the pandemic, and uh, that is definitely a worthwhile record to check out. Back in 2020. All right. Good stuff. All right, moving right along. Um, we're going to. Oh, we haven't done our um, like where we are geographically, but it's fine. It doesn't matter. I I did. I told did you, you where mine were. Yeah, did L.A. for the last one. No, well, I wasn't listening. Uh, I'm going to Brooklyn. Uh, This is uh, One Piece. Uh, It's just a guy. Uh, He goes by the name Monograms. Real name is uh, Ian Jacobs. Uh, And he is a full band, uh, him and a bass player and a uh, synth player and drummer. And they've been around uh, for a little bit, kind of some DIY, like new wavy, so, uh, some of that like cold vocal delivery, disaffected vocal delivery, whatever you want to call it. Um, but this is a track from Monograms called High Low. Uh, and you can find this on, I'm looking at their SoundCloud page right now. You can go uh, get it there if you would like, or you can go to monogramsmusic.com. Uh, I feel like a lot of bands don't have like those pages anymore. Or just you go there and it just directs you to like the band camp or like the link tree thing or. Yeah, you can't really get stuff from a band's own page. Yeah, like bands, I don't know. I mean, like the big ones do, but I feel like if you're a small band, like who's, who's, who bothers to set that up anymore? I don't know. Who knows? Uh, here's Mon- What was that? This band. This band, does. apparently. Go to monogramsmusic.com. I don't know what's there. It could be porn for all I know. Uh, but here is a High Low by Monograms on uh, DBC Song Exchange. Time it all, make 
Music from Monograms. The track is called High Low. You can find that on uh, the record called A Fine Commitment, uh, which came out late last year. And that is my second track on tonight's edition of the DBC Song Exchange. Definitely doing your thing today. Kind of what was that? Digging my thing? I said, uh, no, I, I said, you're definitely doing your thing oh, today. Doing my thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've got That's my, what I'm going to say. I've got my lane, right? Yep, yep. Um, and that is your lane. Yep. That is good. All right. Uh, what are you snacking on it, over there? Um, beef jerky. And sorry, that was a terrible time to put beef jerky right before I get on the air. I was going to say, you're, you are never, ever a culprit for uh, chewing on the mic. Never. Ever. I hate that shit. I used but, to, uh, you know, God bless him, but number two used to eat on the mic all the time. And you are never that guy. You're a sipper, but you're always off mic when you do that. Yeah. No, this time I, I thought I could get it down a little bit quicker no, and it no. didn't work because it's, it's jerky. It's so. kind of jerky. Um, it is, is teriyaki jerky. Okay. Teriyaki jerky solid. Solid jerky. Yep. Solid jerky. You got it. All right. Let's, let's move on. Yes. Let's let uh, to my final track from a, uh, a long standing, apparently. Uh, it just says it's a long running and great smelling band. That's their profile. Says so who? They smell, that they do. They do. It's a band from uh, from Milwaukee um, called Something to Do. Um, I'm not even going to describe what they are because it is a um, it's an interesting song for me to bring, and it, this would not have normally caught my ear because it's a sound that I will say um, I wanted to die years and years and years and years ago, and it sort of did. And now I hear this, and, well, it's kind of interesting again, and I don't know why. Um, you'll know it immediately, what that sound is, is from note one. But if I say what it is, it's going to completely ruin the surprise. So let's just play the song from their new record uh, released this year, January 5th, called Here Comes the Panic. It's something to do with Sweet Caffeination.
There was music from Something to Do. The song is called Sweet Caffeination. Now you see what I mean. I do. I do see what you mean. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't understand it. I don't understand I, it. I do. I figured it out. You do during the course of the song because I had to. Fi- I had to think of something to keep me from thinking about the song. Um, <laughs> the what it is is, and number two, and I used to have this conversation off air when you wouldn't hear us. The answer is you don't make any sense. <laughs> there is no way to make any sense out of what goes on in your brain because tomorrow you could. Uh, hear something and all of a sudden become the biggest like twee pop fan on the planet and go down a twee pop rabbit hole and start buying twee pop box sets and <laughs> it, it could happen like we I can't say that it won't do I think that it probably won't probably not but I can't guarantee it whereas you can guarantee certain things with like me or, or certainly number two like that you I have no idea a ska song in 2024 is going to float your boat? Sure. Why yeah. not? Why not? I understand your skepticism there and uh, and and the ability to say I'm insane. Uh, I will give... I will give... Yeah, but you know what? It makes you entertaining, right? Because I don't want to... I never wanted to do a radio show with somebody who is just boring ass. Like, at least you keep me on my toes. I do that right. for sure. And I would like to say that um, I will give them, I won't give them any real props for the music because that's not my thing. Never has been. Never, I never had a ska phase. I just could never do it. Um, I'm going to give them credit for having a song called No, I Don't Want to Hear About Your Tattoo. It's a pretty awesome song. <laughs> song title, a, anyway. I don't know if the song, song might not be great, but uh, oh, also Draw Me Like One of Your French Girls is pretty good as well. All right, uh, I'm going to wrap it up. So <laughs> I feel like we're ping-ponging between like, oh, this is my lane, you're going to hate it, and this is my... So I'm going to go right back to something that's more my lane, the you know, uh, young female singer-songwriter lane, uh, pop-leaning. Uh, her name is Juliana Madrid. Uh, I have thoughts that maybe she's being positioned to be something. like. So she's 22, she's from Dallas, Texas, she put out her second EP, <clears throat> excuse me, in 2023 called Afterlife. And we're going to hear a track called Trackstar in a moment. Uh, that song has two co-writes on it. One is by a, a producer named Benjamin Rutner, who is in a group called The Knox, who has been featured on, I believe it was the Song Exchange. If not, it was some other the, thing. The Locks? The Knox. Another Puff Daddy group? The Knox. K-N-O-C-K-S. Um, and then a guy named Matthew Coma, who was apparently a producer for like Zed, Carly Rae Jepsen, Shania Twain. So it's like, it doesn't take much to like, look at that and go, Hmm, like, are th- is this someone that's being positioned, you know, has got the right people and we hear something here. Let's make this somebody, uh, apparently this October, past October, she was scheduled to play at the all things go festival, which featured, Lana Del Rey, Boy Genius, Muna. So she's like hobnobbing with some of those people. Am I saying she's going to be one of those in five, ten years? I don't know, but would it shock me? Probably not. Uh, song is catchy. It's very melodic. Track is called Track Star. And this is from Juliana Madrid. She's young enough where she's got plenty of time to sort of develop as an artist. She might be a name that we know down the line. Check out Juliana Madrid with the track called Track Star on the DBC Song Exchange.
Music from singer-songwriter named Juliana Madrid from her Afterlife EP. The track's called Trackstar. And I don't like- know who's priming anybody for anybody anything when they toss a you know a Bruce Sa- Springsteen sax solo in there. I'll tell you who. Two words for you, Jack Antonoff. Oh well, yeah. I That's mean, got, that does, it's got Jack Antonoff a, vibes. There was a Taylor Swiftish uh, feel to that. There certainly. was that, but there was also the Jack Antonoff. I want to be. Uh, uh, I want to be Bruce Springsteen vibe to it as well. That had some like br- 80s Bruce yeah. musical cues in there. 
Well, so Juliana Madrid, that was my favorite one that you brought. So obviously I'm getting the Juliana Madrid box set. One for you, <laughs> one for you. Juliana Madrid box sets for everyone. Now, is hers going to stay intact when it gets shipped or is it going to shatter into pieces of shit wood? I don't know. It depends on what, what type of shit wood it's packaged in. Nobody nobody has a fucking clue what we're talking about right now. <laughs> if you're interested, go visit Bastard Number uh, One at his house, and he'll show you his shit wood. <laughs> In my basement. <laughs> that sounds way worse than it really needed to be, uh, but I think that's it a perfect, perfect note to end the show on. Um, shit wood in the basement <laughs> shit wood in the basement and what is yeah bye guys uh so yeah so we're gonna be back uh, we hope you enjoyed the show we'll be back next week with uh, more new music who knows what we're gonna get into maybe some one hit wonders maybe some more covers music news whatever uh certainly music from the song exchange and guess what i already have music news for next week <laughs> stuff that just really? dropped while we were doing the show and i'm like yeah but we're running long we can't talk about it now oh I my god save it till next week um but it's, no idea what you're talking it's about. Okay. pretty damn good do you want should i do the tease or no, do it don't, no don't. just save it okay i'll save it, save it. i'll save it so next week uh, you got that to look forward to and of course more new music from your friends at the bastards because that's what we do here we just consume new music at a, a furious clip and then give it to you curated for you so you don't have to do it so you don't have to do this dirty hard work and that's what we're going to do we're going to go to sleep and then we're going to wake up tomorrow we're going to do more of this dirty hard work I'll do it while I'm sliding to work and you do it when you go down to your basement as long as someone clears my steps I hope somebody clears steps. step number 7 today thank you for bastard number 1 in Pennsylvania this is bastard number 3 at the controls here did you forget where I lived I did I did I'm in New Jersey And uh, we're saying goodbye and thanks for listening. Until next week, say goodbye, Bastard Number One. See you, everybody.